Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Dr. Jim Adams is with us. It is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. We're always so thankful to talk to him. Relentless in their pursuit of better health care. And Dr. Adams, everybody is buzzing about this new drug that hopefully will help women as they have to manage menopause. What do you think about this drug? Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. It's a really good news because obviously the hot flashes are are really, really troublesome. 85% of women get them through menopause. And the only treatment so far have been hormone pills that have not been really the best for for everybody. So, but this pill affects a specific chemical in the brain that stops the hot flashes and it is a daily pill um, and it's FDA approved now. So yeah, and it should be available within weeks. So I think that there's, it's going to be popular. So what do you do? You talk to your doctor, you get the prescription. What's the, what is the protocol? Talk to the doctor, um, explain, and the doctor will discuss options based on the individual person's situation. I think for many people, the pill will be good, and it's one pill a day with or without food. Take at the same time each day, but pretty simple. Now, you do have to be monitored for liver tests just to make sure that there's no reaction or problems in the liver, so you do have to get it through your doctor, but it's generally really safe and very effective. I have a friend who has, she has hot flashes and she passes out. I mean, I can see him coming. I'm like, oh, no, you're getting warm, aren't you? And then, boom, hits the ground. It's absolutely frightening. And wasn't there a time in this country, maybe in the early 1900s to the mid-1900s, where women were institutionalized because the very symptoms that were menopausal made people think they were crazy? Yes, exactly. And you describe really severe reactions. Women struggle with this and are embarrassed about it. It's disruptive to life. Hopefully this pill can help. You're right. This is a normal part of life and life cycle. And hopefully this will help moderate the symptoms for many. And what is the difference between early menopause and perimenopause? Oh, so the... uh, the, 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 these are arbitrary distinctions because even the onset of menopause, perimenopause, early menopause is, is really based on the, 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 the body process and the hormones for the women. So these are ar- fairly arbitrary, um, ar- arbitrary definitions. And for this and the symptoms of pill, it's really just manage your symptoms manage the process, the duration, the age, the age of onset is different for everybody. Just just talk to the doctor, manage the symptoms, go through the natural life stage. Okay. Dr. Jim Adams is with us from Northwestern Medicine. Uh, the World Health Organization comes out and says, stop using non-sugar sweeteners. I think this country is addicted to them. We are always told that that would help us lose weight. We've always known they're kind of dangerous, right? Well, so, you know, I wouldn't call them dangerous. Occasional use of the non-sugar sweeteners is fine. They save a few calories, but they do not help people with weight loss. And so what happens is we get used to sweet tastes and we like sweet tastes and they don't in aggregate decrease our caloric consumption. We just need to lower the sugar and lower the sweetness of the diet entirely. And we, incidentally, we need to lower the saltiness of the diet because that contributes to hypertension. So we've got to get back to more the natural foods, maybe more natural sweetness, and the tastes of the vegetables and tastes of foods with lower sweetness and lower salt. And that's why the World Health Organization said putting these 
sugar substitutes in, in the diet have, has really done no good for us, Health has not helped us lose weight, has not brought us increased health. We just have to eat healthier. Right. Whole foods, right? That's what we're talking Whole about. Foods. So that would be honey? Honey is great. What I would emphasize at the base diet is high fiber because the GI tract needs fiber and the sense of fullness that it brings. So really the vegetables and the fruits and and grains with high fiber and natural foods. And then also um, the um, we can add just a prudent amount of the meats and the things that we like, but the, and the sweets as treats on top. Honey is great, natural fruits. Everybody questions bananas, they're fine, but it's the added sugars that we just have to lower, get rid of the drinks, get rid of the sugar in the diet. Okay, Dr. Jim Adams is with us. Next, we'll talk about the skin patch that is showing some promise in toddlers with peanut allergies in Illinois, making it easier for women to get birth control directly from their pharmacist without the doctor's visit. But first, Mary's got to check on weather and traffic. 720 WGN. Dr. Jim Adams from Northwestern joins us, I think, once a month. We're on the once-a-month schedule when the doctor calls. Uh, So what's the latest on the skin patch? Is it showing promise for little kids with peanut allergies? Because, boy, that's a big issue. It is a big issue. Just under 3% of children have peanut allergies, so it really is a widespread and very severe, sometimes life-threatening condition. Now, there's a pill uh, that's FDA approved for ages 4 to 17, but nothing for the 1 to 3-year-old. To and so there is a patch now just published, the results published in the New England Journal of Medicine, a patch that goes between the the, the shoulder blades. And after about a year of, of daily use, it has shown to really reduce the significance of peanut allergy. So it, it really is a wonderful, looking like a wonderful breakthrough for that, the one to three-year-olds who had no other treatment. And this patch uses very low dose of peanut protein and is much safer than, say, a pill or other desensitization approaches. I have never panicked so much as having a kid at my house who ate a peanut M&M and then said, I think I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm like, what? Are you allergic? Oh, I am. <laughs> you should wow. have seen how fast that mother got to the house. But, yeah, it's terrifying for not only parents, but people who love children who have those kind of allergies. Okay, are we going to make it easier for women to get birth control? Will we be able to walk into the pharmacy and simply get the pills? Well, it's already happening. Uh, the governor definitely signed the the directive, and the processes are moving forward. So the um, the pharmacists have to get training, and then with proper training, the pharmacists can prescribe the pill, or even if you get an injection, an injection, or even the vaginal ring. So yes, many types of birth control will be available by the pharmacist without seeing a doctor. And Illinois has just become maybe one of 20 states only and the first in the Midwest to allow the pharmacist to provide the contraception. And is there an age associated with it? Do you have to be a certain age? No, okay. no right now the, um, the, the pharmacist will assess the decisional. This is part of the, part of the assessment of the pharmacist and they'll be able to evaluate the, the person doing the requesting and they have to be of maturity. So they'll be able to get the contraception. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. We've been able to get condoms for so long. It just seems like why can why can't women have this opportunity to manage their own um, birth control as well? So, 
All right. It's Thank here. You for... It's much easier. And it's, this is and also including patients with Medicaid or difficulty having access to doctors. So it really does help the women. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Bye-bye.